on my own lactose hamper. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> what you just heard was a snippet from Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. My Not favorite song. That's a real. That's a real band. Can't be. Yeah, you just saw the YouTube of them. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Listen, I, I, I feel like it's a band that was made to play for that movie. But hide and seek. I play along with rushing across the forest monkey business. On are you Sunday reading the afternoon. lyrics? Yep. Come on. I barely need them because it's such a good tune. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Tarzan Boy was heavily featured in the major motion picture Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the live action one where they go to Japan. And um, I mean, I rewatched it recently with Patrick. And I mean, Tommy and I watched it almost every single day when we were little. Rewatched it recently with Patrick. And Do you know what it's actually called? No. It's not like Return to, to Japan because they've well, never been there. Okay. Only probably Splinter has. Now I'm getting really nerdy. It all starts when April finds a scepter at a New York City flea market. Oh, man. That scepter, though, was... If I could have gotten a toy of the scepter... A scepter. A scepter is really cool. But a scepter exists beyond Ninja Turtles. It's just like a, like a a cool thing. This scepter was really, really cool. Guys, if you guys remember this movie... And agree with me that it was amazing. Three, the one where they go to yes, where they meet Yoshi, and Yoshi and Raphael become friends, and then Yoshi from the video games. No, it's just a little boy whose name is also Yoshi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there's this really disgusting Englishman there, who I guess it was when they were starting to. Who knows if this is actual history? It's probably right. The plot was like the British were selling guns and weaponry to the Japanese for like silk and I think like I mean I'm saying this now I don't even know if that's real or happened I really don't I mean we've never we've never claimed to be anything and I would historians yeah but I will say that the song Tarzan Boy is a treasure and it definitely wasn't written for the film but it's kind of like how how like the movie Highlander is like fine, but the real takeaway is Princes of the Universe. I've so you don't know seen what Highlander the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> or that song. You know Princes of the Universe by Queen? I don't know if I do. It was written for the movie Highlander. I've never seen Highlander. And okay. I don't know if I know that. You should watch it because Sean it takes place in fucking Scotland and Sean Connery is the only actual Scot in the film and he plays a Spaniard. Doesn't make any sense. What? Doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's really, really stupid. Have I already mentioned that I just saw Forrest Gump for the first time? You did last pod, but it's having a lasting effect on you. Sorry. For somebody who gave it, like, a 60%, I I feel like... No, shh. Daniel got really mad at me. Daniel... Really? My my friend who I watched it with because I gave it such a low rating. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm never going to see it. I I never will see it. I stand by what I said. You know what's a good one? Apollo 13. Also never seen it. What? That I think, one, you, I agree that you should see. I've only seen, like, weird 80s, like, fringe movies. Like, oh, that's just the sound of Blue eating his food, everyone. Oh, I was I was like, is somebody wrapping a present? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just, like, 
putting his little foods on the ground and playing Aww. with them before he eats them. Yeah, um, it happens a lot. Anyway, no, yeah, we should watch Apollo 13. It is a good okay. one. It's genuinely uh, good. Okay, I'm going to say something weird. Please. What's the movie where... I don't want to miss That's a Armageddon. Thing. Okay. You know exactly the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, of course I do. Karen and I watched it on the 4th of July a few years ago, and we cried so hard that we, like, couldn't look at each other. Because you were laughing? No, because we were crying. Why? Because it's a sad movie. I've never seen Armageddon. You I've only seen the part where bitch. Liv Tyler is making out, and then her own dad's song is playing yes, over the scene. That is the scene. I hate that. That's not the scene where we cry. We cry because Ben Affleck says, "I love you" to Bruce Willis, and it's that's beautiful. Emotionally devastating. Now he's got that whole back tat, and oh, the Phoenix. <laughs> that New Yorker article. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the Times? I forget. I don't know. The sadness Who of broke ben the scoop? But yeah, it's pretty oh, funny. Oh God, Ben, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Oh sure. <laughs> would we? I don't know if I would want to hang out with Ben Affleck. Actually, I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with him, but I would love to interview. If him. you could talk to one celebrity about ghosts, Kesha doesn't count. Who would it be? <sighs> I mean, dead or alive? I guess like Come no, on. alive. It has to be alive. Because then you're just talking to a ghost. I mean, my heart wants to say Zach Bagans, but he wouldn't be a celebrity ex- but for ghosts. Yeah. Um, God. Who's somebody who's like a believer, who's probably like pretty I know old? exactly who I would ask. Is it Helen Mirren? No. Cher. Does Cher have a lot of ghost experience? I'm willing to bet. Yeah. Maleficent. You're probably right. I just want to A, be with her. Mm-hmm. I almost said C, like it's no B. <laughs> A, B with share. C is for share. Yep. You know, I bet in that same vein, I bet Barbara Streisand has some good tunes. Oh my God. And she would deliver it all like completely deadpan. So dramatic. With no like irreverence. Just like, mm-hmm. this is what happened we to me. We walked into the room. Oh um, my God. That's a great question. Yeah. I, I'm, that's a real thinker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a it's a really hard. It's one. really really hard. I think it also is like every day it'll change. But today I want to talk to Cher about ghosts. I respect the fuck out of that. <sighs> yeah, and just because I love Cher yeah, so much. I remember once Patrick. We'll get into ghosts soon. Anyway, <laughs> that's the spirit. Is the podcast Welcome we're to on? The spirit, everyone. Um, it's us again. You it's two, us, you two lovely ladies. It's your friends. It's your friends again. They're here. They're back. That's Stephanie. That's Robin. Hi. Hi. Robin's been sick this past weekend, guys. Yeah, so sorry if I sound like a frog. Send her loving vibes. You never got do. a frog in my throat. Come on, no. It's true. I wanted to tell you that once, like years ago, Patrick and I had like a, a share night when we were just like we love share. We played share for like hours in the living room together, and then. Like, fast forward three years go by, and I'm like, Pat, remember when we had that share night? And he was like, I don't like share. What are you talking about? <gasps> How I was dare like, You're he? kidding. And he was like, No, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he like gaslit me oh, about it. But then very recently, he was, was like, like, I, I was lying to you about night. that. Oh my God. I was just like ashamed to remember so that about myself. I know. I know. Oh, embrace the part of you that loves Cher, everyone. I, like, was in tears screaming in his face, like, you love Cher. I know yeah, you love Cher. Remember, like, the end of A Little Princess. I know you remember. 
remember. Yeah. Oh, little print tank. Don't you dare, dude. I will cry. Stop. I'm going to pour my seltzer on your mic. Don't. Keep singing it. That movie really shook me. I actually was just with some other friends from from our town that, that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy Simpson. Hello. Hi. Um, I went to your bridal shower this past week and we talked about a a play date that we went on which was us doing a play date to the movie Simon Birch. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and uh it was regrettable for sure. Ooh, a lot to unpack. Oh, movie. I that's the one where the bus so many things happen. It's like a foul ball hits someone's mom and kills him in the head. Fucking great. And then a bus drowning. I mean, spoiler alert, Simon Birch dies in a bus drowning. Who cares? And yeah, this movie came out like 25 years ago. Um, yeah. And then we also, the other movie play date we went on was to Crossroads, starring Britney oh, Spears. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was a good one. I definitely went, I either had or went to a birthday party to see Good Burger. Oh, yeah. And then I remember going to see We're Back in the theaters for Rachel's birthday. You mean the dinosaur, the dinosaur animated motion movie. picture written by John Patrick Shanley? It, that's the the very same. You, I love We're Back. It's a really good Roll movie. back the rock till the dawn of time <laughs> when the earth was shaking and the lava flowed. I don't remember like Roll anything. back the rock. I, I don't think I've seen it since the time I saw it in theaters. You can lose your cool just like a volcano. Come on. Snap your fingers and stomp your feet. When was the more when did you even watch this recently? When did you have time? Recently? No. I, I I've it's like these movies we watched so much. And I, I remember a lot of things very easily. Yeah. Just because I'm like this. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm I'm a I remember things. Oh my God, did you There's a that? really loud screaming outside my door. <laughs> Up. Was that a fisher cat? I don't know. There's probably a fisher cat outside. Back to ghosts. Okay. Back to ghosts. Do you have any little updates? Anything like that? Uh, just a quick reminder that we're coming up on our year anniversary. That's right, everyone. So we're going to be planning something fun for that. So uh, I don't know. Keep June, the first week in June, keep, open your calendar the entire time. Go to work. Don't. See your friends. Don't no. talk to your family. Block it out. Take it off work. Take it all out. Yeah, because we're going to do something time. special um, and probably something special to give to you in the form of a pod or a video or a recording of some kind. And then also hopefully have some kind of thing you can come and, you know, I don't know, drink with us or hang out or something. What? So, huh? What? Maybe we'll go celebrate somewhere. Oh, Okay, wait. What are you saying? I don't know what you're saying. Are you saying we're going to go meet everybody? <laughs> we worded that. It was like, maybe we'll come see you. I'm not going to go visit anybody. <laughs> That's what I was like. What are you talking about? No, I'm not going Where to see anyone. Going? Hell no. I'm never leaving my house <laughs> if I can avoid it. Oh my God. I didn't leave my house. Literally, I did not leave the house from like Friday until this morning. Yeah. Robin's got a good cold medicine buzz going. Right Guys, now. I got so much done today on that sweet, <laughs> sweet Nike or Nyquil, Dayquil. Yeah, that's the magic Just stuff. Like going to town. I when feel I was manic. really sick over the winter, like time. I don't know why I said this. I would just do Nyquil to Dayquil to Nyquil to Dayquil. Oof. 
it's it's a it, you really got to ride the snake when you're doing that. It's true, yeah. It's 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 not great. Mm-hmm. I felt <laughs> like my soul was in turmoil the whole time. Speaking of souls, <clears throat> do you have one for me? What do I? I think that we accidentally did like a theme this we week. We accidentally did a, a bit of a theme. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? I don't I don't dislike it. We also are doing a bit of a twin theme because we both got <laughs> got our twin seltzers. Yum. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Poland Spring. This pod is brought to you yeah. by Sparkling Lemon, and as well as very lime. Yep. I'm usually more of a Canada Dry or Polar girl, but I say that, yeah. but I do get this the literal exact brand and flavor at least once a week. So I can't and I really like the size it. of it. It's just enough seltzer. Yeah, I like to keep one of these bad boys next to my bed. Shout so out I'll to wake the up in the night. Thirty-three point eight fluid ounce size. Poland in spring. It's actually a quart. It's a quart. I use fluid ounce. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me just plug this yeah, down. Guzzle some. Mmm. Mm-hmm. The refreshing sound of a of Chris. a Poland spring. So today I am going to be talking not about a ghost per se, oh. but about a spooky thing. The moon-eyed people. Oh no! Of North Carolina. Stop it. Mm-hmm. The moon-eyed people. Yeah. Do go on. So, the earliest recorded mention of the moon-eyed people appears in Benjamin Smith Barton's 1797 book *New Views of the Origin of the Tribes and Nations of America*, okay. citing one Colonel Leonard Marbury. Barton wrote that quote. The Cherokee tell us that when they first arrived in the country in which they inhabit, they found it possessed by certain moon-eyed people who could not see in the daytime. (gasps) These wretches they expelled. Oh my god. Yeah. They just got expelled them? Well, I'll tell you. The moon-eyed people were said to be vastly physically different from the Cherokee and anybody else who was native in the area at that time. They were described as being... This is an entire, like supposed tribe of people pale as a corpse oh with like white hair like whiter than white skin and giant saucer like blue eyes yeah Mm, and they were called for the hair we sort of i mean like that pretty too close for comfort Mm -hmm. uh they were called moon-eyed because they were unable to see in daylight their sensitive eyes were blinded by the sun. That happens to me sometimes. I know. I was, like, reading this, and I was like, yeah, I get that. Not, like, in daylight, but I've been in photo shoots where they're like, is that good? And I'm like, I'm like no, I cannot I, This hurts see me it. so much. I will never see again. Or, like, when you're at the eye doctor, and they shine yeah. a little reflector into your eye, and you're a like, A blue-eyed person does have a sensitivity to yeah. light. Well. It's our weakness. They were so we're sensitive stupid. to it that they could see perfectly well in the dark. So they were... Not only sensitive to, but afraid of the light because they were blind in the light. And they were entirely nocturnal and lived in underground caverns. That's scary. Why am I imagining that they don't wear clothes? Do they wear clothes? No need. If they do, I don't know about it. I just think it's scarier if they don't. Everything's scarier if it's naked. Yeah, that's true. Um, Speaking of, shout out to Westworld, which premiered (laughs) last night, and they showed that dick. Oh, I don't watch Westworld. Well, I guess I should, right? Yeah. Huh. So there's at least one stone wall in uh, Fort Mountain Park, um, which is located in North Carolina, supposedly built 
by the ancient people. The wall is 850 feet long and zigzags around and gets, at some points, as wide as 12 feet and as tall as 6 feet. So it was like a huge monumental wall built between 400 and 500 A.D. Wait, it's wide as 12 feet wide? Yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much in disrepair now, as you can imagine, because it's a billion years old. Um, according to one Cherokee legend, the wall is a remnant of a war that the Moon-Eyed people fought and lost against the neighboring Creek Nation. The Creeks drove the Moon-Eyed people out during a full moon. Oh, yeah. man, because it's a little bit brighter it's in the night. a little bit brighter, but wow. it's still, you know... Another version of the story has it that the Cherokee themselves, who waged war against the Moon-Eyed people, drove them from their home at Hiwassee, a village near what is now Murphy, North Carolina, west into Tennessee. Both versions of the story end up with the Moon-Eyed people living underground after losing a war. So they kind of just, like, retreat to the west into a cave. Yeah, like, what? They don't—you can't wage battle on the Moon-Eyed people. They don't have any— they don't have weapons and stuff. Like, Well, so something I learned about Cherokee lore is that a lot of the descriptions of their, um, their like myths and legends and their culture talk about humans coexisting alongside non-human supernatural peoples who interact with humans at their own discretion, similar to the fairies described yeah. in British folklore. Cool. Um, So the Moon-Eyed people are never described as being supernatural, but rather another group of humans who were just incredibly physically different from the Native Americans. But the main thing isn't just the paleness, which is obviously confusing. Right. But it's the fact that they were nocturnal humans who couldn't see during the day. Do you know what's the best thing about this? Tell me. It's 100% possible. I mean, God, I hope so. But Couldn't be- that have just been, like, albino people? Well, here's the thing. Because of, like, the fact that they're not I described know that as they, supernatural. albino people can see in the day. Like, we're going to yeah. get emails like, hey, assholes. <laughs> like, well, no, but, I mean, albino people have often been historically and still persecuted yeah. in other cultures for being different. Still, very. Um, but because they're just described as, like, a different kind of human... It's often assumed that the story of the Moon-Eyed people stems from a passed-down story of some interaction with European colonizers Mm. or settlers who somehow came into contact with the Cherokee people pre-Columbus. And there is actually one super popular story that's on, like, every website about the Moon-Eyed people that has been debunked about uh, a Welsh prince who sailed away with his brother in the 1100s and landed somewhere near Mobile, Alabama to start a new colony. Yeah, pretty okay. false. Um, but a lot of websites are like, and the Moon-Eyed people are descendants of this Welsh prince. Mm. This isn't so, dear listener. Sure. That's like how there were so many different like <laughs> ideas about the origins of Dudley Town, and none of them mm. are probably true. God, I fucking love Dudley Town. Yeah, Town-o. me too. We should go there um, for the year anniversary. God, I'm like too scared. I'm too scared. I think I'm scareder of the Cecil. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll go to Dudley Town if you go to the Cecil. All right, handshake. Okay. We're doing it. That was a handshake. We did it. Um, when European colonizers reached Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee, they noticed a few oddities about the geographic dispersion of Native populations, namely that they were 
very visibly not inhabiting one specific area. The Shawnee were the largest tribe in the Ohio area at the time, and in 1773, a man named Thomas Bullitt was sent on a mission to request permission from them to open up some land in the then pristine Kentucky. The Shawnee said they would never set up any of their own permanent settlements there as they didn't own the land. Rather, it was in the possession of the ghosts of the murdered tribe, the murdered Moon-Eyed tribe. And that putting down any roots there was a surefire way to incur the wrath of the moon-eyed nocturnal specters. Of course, being colonizers, they ignored that and decided to steal the land and build on it anyway. But regardless, there are still very real mysterious mounds and rock formations uh, scattered around the Appalachian Mountains, all of which appear to be both ancient and man-made. Um... A soapstone carving. Oh, I'll show you this photo. A soapstone carving of conjoined figures remains on display at the Cherokee County Historical Museum. Believed to be centuries old, the effigy is of a two-headed figure with round eyes too large for their faces. Although it was found in Murphy, North Carolina in the the early 1840s, the figure, which is believed by historians to depict the moon-eyed people, only recently went on display in for public viewing in 2015. Whoa. And Wanda Stalkup, the director of the Cherokee Cherokee County Historical Museum, says, quote, they're aliens from outer space. People always say that. The director of a museum. Yep. Wow. The trail runs cold once the Cherokee drove the moon-eyed people underground and they were never heard from again. Oh. But there is a plaque up in Fort Mountain Park dedicated to them. Besides that, they've been all but forgotten. Beware if you ever find yourself near the mouth of a cave during a dark night in North Carolina, for you may Ooh. see the watery eye shimmer <gasps> in the dark. I don't like it. That's the moon-eyed people. Oh, man. I feel like uh, it's very sad that the only like remembrance of them is this thing. One plaque. One plaque. And the fact that they spooked people. Wow. Well... It just goes to show you got to try hard to be remembered. Yeah, you really got to make a splash. I should ask, because, uh, you know, my dad and Patrick went to uh, Wake Forest. Is that in North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, you should ask them if they've ever seen a pale person. Yeah, I should. <laughs> um, the one thing that I do know is, like, my dad would always tell stories about just like taking a, a car and driving along the road and then parking near like a just on the side of the road and walking up into the mountain and then there would just be somebody making moonshine and like that's what you, oh you just hung out with them. God. Doesn't seem good. Jesus. But that's what he they would, used to do. What do you mean do? he would just hang out with them? I, I don't know. The mountain moonshine people. That's where you lose me. That's where it goes from to anyone else this would turn into a horror movie to your dad. It's yeah. Just, and then I hung out with them. Mm-hmm. There's also a great documentary series that Tommy and I accidentally watched the entire thing of. Go on. Called, I think it's called Moonshiners or something. Ooh. And it's about people that make moonshine because it's against the law. Mm-hmm. And there was one legendary man called Popcorn Sutton. <laughs> and oh the whole, it's, it's a devastating documentary. <laughs> He's great. He's like old as sin. All of his teeth are gone. He talks all crazy. And at the end, like the last, you're like, oh man, Popcorn Sutton's segments are the best. At the end, you realize he's dead the whole time. He died. whatever. Lots of people are dead. No, but like they they present it like he's alive. Yeah. And then they're like, by the time this was ended, 
He got killed. And he died in jail. Aww. He was arrested and jailed like dozens of, like of times for moonshining. Yeah. I finished Wild Wild Country this weekend while it's I was really inside. good. It's really good. I also watched an entire season of a show called Requiem on Netflix. That Ooh. was really good. I don't think we've talked about Wild Wild Country on the pod yet. I will say I watched it. I know that I physically did, but I was on so much cold. You missed it. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it was great though, from what I remember. It's so good. Everybody Sheila, should watch it. Sheila's fucking crazy. I love her though. <sighs> she scares um, me. I yeah, my favorite is is the is the uh is she British or is she Australian? Australian woman. I love her. Yeah, she she was level headed, but she seems she truly blooded murder reflected. I know. Crazy. Well she didn't actually murder. Attempted she, murder. She, she went for it. Yeah. I mean, it does make me judge murderers less harshly, in a way. No, I would say the opposite. It made me judge that woman more harshly. I was like, what? Well, I guess like <laughs> what am I trying to say? It's hard to describe. She was brainwashed, but like I know. It's it's all bad. Everybody should watch it. It's so so it's really so interesting. You know that one guy in it who still goes by his like cult name and was a lawyer? He's still like oh, brainwashed by yeah, the cult. Yeah, that guy freaked me out. I feel that sad and sorry for him. Nervous. I don't like him at all. Um um yeah, everybody watch Wild Wild Country. It's so on Netflix. You mentioned that we accidentally have a theme going. I mm-hmm. would love to hear about yeah. your ghost. My my ghost is also from the same area. Oh my god, we gotta go. The Appalachians. Uh, West Appalachian. Virginia. Uh, I'm doing the Greenbrier Ghost. Fuck yeah. And this one is amazing because it's set in a, an incredible precedent that I will get to that unfortunately has not carried over, but I, I hopefully will be able to use this in court one day. Okay. The Greenbrier Ghost is a name given to the alleged ghost of a young woman in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, who was murdered in 1897. Mm. Her death was initially judged natural causes, but the court... Okay, actually, I'm not even going to preempt this. I'm just going to go into it. Okay. So, I think her name is Elva Zona Heaster. Awesome name. Murder victim. Born in Greenbrier County... Around 1873. Almost nothing is known about her, but that's not the point. She was brought up um, near Richlands, and she had one child out of wedlock, is all that's really known about her. In October 19, or I'm sorry, 1896, Zona met a drifter named Edward Stribling Trout Shoe. Oh, what? Trout Shoe? I don't know. He had moved to Greenbrier County in search of a new life. Oh, never trust somebody who does that. And to work as a blacksmith. Shu found work in the shop of one James Crookshanks. The names That's are the just literal cat from Harry the best. Potter. Oh yeah. And from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Trout shoe. Trout shoe. It's like he looked around. It's trout space shoe. Like he looked around a hut and was like, yeah. what do I have? <laughs> What's my name? Uh tr- <laughs> So so um Zona met him. I think it's Zona, not Zana, but Z-O-N-A. Yeah. Pizana. Met him not long after his arrival. They fell in love and they married despite many objections to mm-hmm. the match. Understand. By her mother, Mary Jane Easter, who um, instantly disliked him. Yeah, obviously. I was like, so would I. I'll see your name's Trashu. They lived peacefully for a short time, but then on January 23rd, 97, her body was discovered at her home by a young boy who had been dispatched to the house by shoe on an errand. 
the boy found her lying at the foot of the stairs, stretched out with her feet together and one hand on her stomach. He ran to tell his mother, who then summoned the local doctor slash coroner. The coroner didn't arrive Convenient for to be both. close to an hour. Oh my god, what was he doing? It's 1897, I don't know. Was he walking up a hill? He probably took like the slowest donkey in the town. By the time he arrived, shoo, Edward had carried his wife's body upstairs to the bedroom. Oh, thanks, Edward. Laid her out on the bed and dressed the corpse himself. Now, this Ew. is especially weird because most of the time that was a, that was the women in the family's job to do. Yeah. To, like, prepare the corpse, I guess. It's very unusual. It's tra- traditionally, like, washing and preparing the body for burial would be undertaken by the women in the family or in the community. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless... Edward dressed her in a high-necked dress, important, no, no. with a stiff collar, and placed a veil over her face. Mm-mm. Edward s- remained by her body while the doctor, Dr. Knapp, examined it, cradling his wife's head and sobbing throughout. Knapp, noting the husband's grief, gave the body only a brief examination. Oh, come on. Noting some bruisings on the neck. When he tried to take a closer look, however, Shu reacted so violently and lashed out that Knapp basically ended the investigation early That's and the left the house. reaction. Well, they didn't know that, yeah. Oh. Initially, Zana or Zona's cause of death was listed as, you're going to love this, quote, everlasting faint. <laughs> this is an everlasting faint. It's just a faint that Imagine being like, and then it's I'm like, well, faint, she's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Later, it was changed to childbirth, even though Excuse it's not me? even known whether or not she was pregnant at the time. And probably what? she wasn't. They, the oh. only thing that they know is that Dr. Knapp had been Did treating... Did come out? No, but she had, he had been treating her for, quote, Female trouble. Sure, we've all been there. For sister. two weeks before her death, but that could have been anything. Mm-hmm. So, her parents were soon after informed of her death, and Mary Jane, her mom, is reported to have said that, quote, the devil has killed her oh, upon no. hearing the news. Probably not. Probably the de- she meant Edward, though, I bet. Yeah, 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 probably. She was buried on January 23rd, 24th, I'm sorry, in 97, in the local cer- cemetery known as Soul Chapel Methodist Cemetery. Shu sh- showed <laughs> trout shoe. down by the seashore. Shu <laughs> showed great devotion toward the body, I'm sure keeping a vigil at the head of the open coffin during the move. The body was laid out in the Heaster house. Soon, Edward's behavior began to arouse suspicion. Yeah. Um, during the whole wake, his grief basically like flip flop between overwhelming sadness and. Like, a lot of weird energy. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. He didn't let anybody come close to the coffin at all. He basically, like, prevented anybody Even from looking parents? at her. Yes. As, and especially, he placed a pillow on the side of her head and rolled up the sheet to the other side of her head. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Okay, Troutshoe. Yeah, okay, Troutshoe. So, he explained this away by saying... It would help his wife rest easier. Okay, this isn't my girl. Like, yeah. Also, like, fuck off. She's in everlasting faint. Yeah, she There's nothing you can do more. now. 
He also tied a large scarf around her oh, neck. Okay, could he like you couldn't be I know. more suspicious if you were like just crying. Let me get in there and hold it up. I know. For her. And he explained because it was her favorite scarf. Oh, I bet it was. God, like when it came time to actually move the body to the cemetery, several people noticed that there seemed to be a strange looseness in Zona's head. <laughs> strange looseness. What? That's, That's the so weird. The longest way to explain a body in worse. rigor mortis. <laughs> loose, loose in the head. <laughs> Strange looseness. Looseness of the head. <laughs> For her part, Mary Jane was convinced that her son-in-law had murdered her daughter. Wow, eagle eye, Mary yeah. Jane. After the wake, she removed the sheet from inside the coffin and tried to return it to him, but he refused it. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a bit of a, a wild move. I don't <laughs> just know. Just to begin with, being like, oh, did you want this back? I think she was just trying to did you want look this for casket clues. Sheet back? Like, no, I don't know. She noticed that it, like, smelled really weird, so she washed it. Mm-hmm. The water in the basin turned red when she dropped the sheet in. So I guess it wasn't a white sheet. I guess not. The sheet then turned pink and the water cleared. The stain could not be removed. Ooh, maybe it is a white sheet and this is just Ooh, magic. Oh, it's just like soaked through. Which, um, she basically, she interpreted it that this sheet turned the water red, then turned pink, and then the stain couldn't be removed and she thought that that was a sign from her daughter. Okay. Um, a sign that something had happened to her that wasn't just natural causes. She began to pray every night for four weeks and uh, asking, specifically asking Zona to tell her what had happened. According to legend, Zona appeared to her mother in a dream four weeks after <gasps> the funeral. She said that Edward was a cruel man who abused her and attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed that she had cooked no meat for dinner. Are you kidding me? Yeah, can you even fucking believe that. I'm sorry. Like, wife, have you cooked no meat? I cooked no meat, so you're gonna moiter me? He sh- just because she cooked no meat. You fucking trout shoe. I hate you him. fucking trout shoe. She cooked you no meat, I cooked. and now she's an everlasting faint. She cooked you no faint. meat, and now she's a trout shoe's dead wife? Yeah. Come on. Oh, the, the dearly departed trout shoe. Wow. He then... Her, her ghost says, Mother, he broke my neck. No. To prove this, the ghost turned her head around until it was facing backwards. Ah! How far can you turn your head? Ready? Try. Ooh, not, not that, that far. far. Nope. Not that far. Not even like to my whole shoulder. That's the ghost <laughs> test. Yeah. Ah. Right. <laughs> That's how you know if, if someone's Really a quick, go up behind me and whip mine around. No. All no, right. you'll die. Supposedly... The ghost appeared, appeared first as a bright light, gradually taking form and filling the room with a chill. Aww. So she visited her mother four nights in a row. Aww, girl. Armed with this story, Mary Jane visited the local prosecutor, John Alfred Preston, nice. and spent several hours in his office convincing him to reopen her daughter's death case. Get it, girl. Whether he believed her or not, it's not known. But he did have enough doubt to dispatch deputies to re-interview several people of interest in the case, including Dr. Dr. Knapp. Good. He was likely responding to public sentiment, but I'd like to think Whatever. it was a ghost. 
Preston himself went to speak to Dr. Knapp, who stated that he had not made a complete examination of the body. You fucking hack. This was viewed as sufficient justification for an autopsy and exhumation. Good, good. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And an inquest jury formed. Zona's body was examined on February 22nd, 1897 in the local one-room schoolhouse. Oh, Sorry, kids! God. Guess class was canceled that day. Shu mm-hmm. had vigorously complained about this turn of events, but was required by law to be present at the autopsy, oh, okay. which is not a law anymore, thank goodness. Yeah. He responded that he knew he would be arrested, but that no one would be able to prove his guilt. He was like, what? I know you're going to, like... Tell me I did this, but you can't prove it. Oh, my God. The autopsy lasted three hours. What? And found... so long. They didn't know. And found... I I don't know. Autopsies are long, actually. No, I'm sure they're long now, but for... I don't know. Back in old times? I don't know. Yeah. They found that Zona's neck had been indeed broken. Mm-hmm. In, according to a, a report published on March 9th, 19, I'm sorry, 1897, the discovery was made that the neck was broken and the windpipe mashed. Oh my God, no! I know, I know. Mashed. On the throat were the marks of fingers indicating that she had been choked. The neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae. The ligaments were torn and ruptured. The windpipe had been crushed at a point in front of the neck. Wait, can I just also say that I... Maybe I don't know a lot about how bodies decay, but four weeks in the ground and you can still tell all that? I'm kind of shocked. I am too. It was winter, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that may have been partly why. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. On the strength of the, this evidence, you know, yeah, I don't think that a body does decay that quickly. <laughs> I'm not going to Google it. I'm but. not going to find out. <laughs> I'm not going to know. Um, Edward was arrested and charged with Moira. She was held in the jail in Lewisburg while waiting for the trial to begin. During this time... More information about his past was coming to light. Oh, you trout. He had been married twice before. His first marriage ended in divorce, and his wife accused him of great cruelty. His second wife died under mysterious circumstances less than a year after they were married. Yes. Wow. Zona was his third wife, 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 and Shu began to talk of, uh, began to talk of wishing to wed seven women. (gasps) He He freely spoke of this ambition while in jail. Oh, my God. And told reporters that he was sure he would be let free because there was no evidence against him. There's always those people who like yep. want to date men in jail. Horrible. And women. That's true. So this trial started, and Mary Jane was Preston's star witness. Oh, my God. Get Guess it. what? Well, okay. He confined his questioning to the known facts of the case, skirting the whole ghost thing. Ugh, come on. Lean into it. But... Shoe's lawyer obviously asked Mrs. Easter extensively about her daughter's visit in cross-exam. The tactic backfired horribly when Mrs. Easter would not waver in her account despite despite intense badgering. So she was like, fuck you. I know my daughter's ghost when I see her. She came to me and fuck yourself. What a hero. As the defense had introduced the issue, the judge found it difficult to instruct the jury to disregard the ghost story. Wow. And many people in the, in the community seemed to totally believe it. Yeah, no, we, we he was found fucking guilty on July 11th and sentenced to life in prison. A lynch mob was formed to take him (gasps) from jail and hang him, but the mob was disbanded by the deputy sheriff. Mm. 
before any damage was done, unfortunately. Fun police. Yeah, and later four of the mob's organizers had to go to jail, too. Oh, okay. Well, it's not really their fault. You know, the law's the law. Yeah, honestly, though, it's kind of nice. He, This guy did die very soon after, just three years, I think, in jail of some kind of an epidemic that nobody <laughs> knows Ooh, what it was still. A secret bacteria. Yep, and he's buried in an unmarked grave in the local cemetery. Oh, my God. Mrs. Heaster never recanted her story of her daughter's ghost. Good. I bet yeah. it was real. And the ghost never was seen again. She Aww. just came for that one thing. Because she's resting in peace. Yes. The state of West Virginia has erected a state historical marker <gasps> near the cemetery in which Zona Shoe is buried. It reads, oh. interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed wow. by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. That's fucking Hell yeah. Awesome. Wow. I think we should rely more on ghost testimony. Oh my god, I wish we would. There's definitely precedent. I'm gonna like for sure bring up like West Virginia versus Shoe in any <laughs> any scenario I need to try to prove something Okay, with but ghost. if you do, can you call him Trout Shoe? Of course I will. <laughs> West Virginia versus Trouchy. Yeah. Versus wow. Trouchy. Incredible. Oh, so, so, so fun. It could only be better if the ghost appeared in the courtroom. Oh, man. But, that would be great. You know. Yeah. You can't you can't force a specter to do anything. Can my, I can write a fun play about... No, nah, it's too much like The Crucible. I mean, you could go for it. I'll try my best. We could do a Crucible thing for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Like our Christmas special. But oh, yeah, we should, actually. That'd be cool. That's a good idea. Oh, I mean, I love that. I love the place so much that I don't know if I can destroy it, but yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. For we'll sure, I can. proving it. For sure, for sure, I can. Oh, my God. Um, that is a great tale, and I think we yeah. need to walk the Appalachian Trail now. Yeah, we definitely and, do. Uh, let's just backpack like Cheryl Strayed. Straight. Oh, my God, yes, Cheryl Strayed. Oh, my God. I would die day one. I think I would definitely, like, I would get, like, bee stings and, like, the wrong kind of plant allergies and stuff. Oh, yeah. I would be covered in hives head to toe. I wouldn't, like, get tired, but I would do something stupid. Like, like eat a mushroom that I shouldn't have. See, I think, like, I would more, like, get hives or a rash or something and just, like, get so physically destroyed really quickly mm. that my body is weak. <laughs> Come now. No. <laughs> that it would just give out. I think also the first time I would realize that, like, no, you really have to poop in the woods, I'd be like, no, I can't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You really do have yeah, to. I don't think I could do it. Well, you know, no. when you're forced to do stuff, I mean, you never I'm really sure know could, what you're like, made under, out of until you. Yeah, if you had to poop hard enough. Well, sure. Do my cat being stressed out and destroying my furniture. Um, do you have a tip for us this week? I have a really lame tip. Let's hear it. Get outside, everyone. It's beautiful weather out there. How could you say this knowing that I was bedridden all weekend? I'm sorry. Get outside when you're feeling better then. Ugh. Not if you're sick. Don't go outside if you're sick. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. I guess my, my, my real tip would be, like, if you, if someone's acting weird at a funeral, 
that they did it. Like yeah. if they're <laughs> they insisting it. on doing weird things to a very specific part of if the body. If anybody even touches like the the body in the casket, get them away from it and yeah, also tell like, the sheriff. Hey man, like we don't need her scarf on here. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Yeah, and if they put a pillow and like a it. spare sheet in there. They're like, oh I'm just gonna bolster her. Like, no, she's good. I yeah. think she's good. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know if I really have a tip other than um I I don't even know. I don't know what to say. I, I guess if you live in Appalachia, uh, you know, be careful at night. Yeah. Um don't judge the moon-eyed people either. And I would say also don't don't marry a drifter. That's good. Yeah. That's like, good. Don't just don't. Mm-hmm. Don't trust a drifter. No. You know, sure you can make a friend of one, but don't give him don't don't keep him at arm's length. Just be suspicious of people who tell you that people they move somewhere else to start a, quote, new yeah. life. if somebody wants to... Nobody starts a new life for no reason. Yeah, it's either, like, they were a victim or they did something. Mm-hmm. They did something. You and gotta figure way, out which. that's a whole mess. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah, want to be part of that. that's true. Um, all right, dudes. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for listening. And as always, email us at that's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at spirit Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Visit our website. Yeah. That's the spirit podcast.com. Buy a thing. And, uh, yeah. Email us. We love you very much. Love you so much. And we'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.